Hey there, it's Janie Porter, and this is She Just Glows, the podcast. I'm gonna help you find joy and purpose in your life just as it is today. Not tomorrow, not when life is perfect, not when you win a million dollars or your kids finally stop peeing on the seat, but right now. I'm a life coach, a writer, a wife, and a mom of four. And just like you, I spend my days fighting through the pressure to be thin, happy, and have the perfect house and the perfect life. But here's the thing, I've never found perfection. What I have found is that it's so much better to just be real. So grab a cup of coffee and join me like you would a girlfriend. We'll talk mom life, body image, letting go of the lie of perfection, and learning to thrive in the chaos of our world today. You've got your own life coach in your back pocket now. This is She Just Glows, the podcast. So I was laying in bed last night and I was thinking about recording this podcast. I hadn't planned on showing up today and talking about this, but this is on my heart. This is something I'm personally experiencing right now. And I found things that have offered me a life raft. So are you finding yourself in a season right now that just feels sad and dark and deep and hopeless? Like, are you in that storm and the ocean water is black and it's bumping you around and you it's so dark and it's so tumultuous right now that you don't even know where the sky is. You've lost contact with what way is up and you're just sitting there in this ocean that you have no control over. The storm is raging and there's nothing you can do right now. What a horrible place to be. (laughs) And I am there right now myself. And so I'm not going to share what my thing is right now, but I have a thing happening in my life. And it's very personal. It's also something that isn't going to be a one-day fix. So seven ways to find hope in your dark time are how I'm getting through and enduring right now. But I am not going to be walking toward the end of this dark time for a long time, if ever. So what do you do with that? How do you find hope when you are in the midst of your thing? And it can be issues with your family. It can be a child who has gender confusion. And how do you deal with that? It can be issues with your husband. He doesn't want you anymore. What's gone wrong? Now what? It can be issues with your deeply rooted insecurities that are just playing out in every part of your life and you can't stop them from oozing into work, oozing into every relationship, and you just want to stop, but you can't. So I sort of like that I'm not sharing my thing because we all have a thing. It doesn't really matter what it is. We all have something at some point in our life that is dark and private and deep and not happy at all. So I've been going through this time for almost a year now, and it's got good days and bad days. 
But today I wanted to offer a few things that in the moment help me a lot. So I'm going to share three, I'm going to call them today things. Like if you're feeling this right now and you were in my podcast and, and going through the episodes and said, I need this today. I need hope in a dark, dark season I'm in. Oh God, please give me something. I'm going to give you three things right now that have helped me as recently as a few days ago that you can do in the moment right now that I hope will offer you some sort of hope. And then I'm also going to share four whenever things, just things to think about in your situation right now that you have no control over. So I know for me right now, I use that storm in the ocean analogy because that's what it feels like. It feels like a situation that I have no control of. I've maybe sort of found this very tiny life raft, maybe a couple of two by fours or some sort of an inflatable raft that I'm clinging to as this storm around me is raging, is scary, is unpredictable, and that I have zero control over. In fact, Maybe like me, in your dark season, you're not even trying to paddle anymore. Like, what is the point? I've got this life raft. I'm not trying to like find oars and paddle my way around this dark, dark storm. There's no point. I am simply walking into every day trying to endure and have somewhat of a put together life and get my kids to school and just do the bare minimum. If that's where you are right now, I pray, it is my hope that this episode speaks to you and ministers to you. So I found myself in this sort of low moment the other day. I was just really overwhelmed by this dark season that I'm in. And some days are great. Some days the sun's out. There's no storm. It's blue skies. And then some days all of a sudden it's just rain clouds come over me and it's just hard to get out of this negative and very overwhelmed mental state about this season. The first thing I want you to do today, if you can, get outside. I know it's so simplistic. It's so basic. It's so simple. But you do need to get outside. I found myself like laying in bed. I, um, I just like resubscribed to Hulu. And so I started watching this, the new Kardashians show. And I'm just like, what am I doing? I know this is not what I need to be doing right now. It's not helping my mental state. Sitting here looking at my phone and just, you know, sort of fixating on whatever's in front of me to distract me from this deep pain that I feel inside that I can't fix. I want to invite you to force yourself, and I know that's what it feels like, to force yourself to put the phone down and go outside. Go outside. You can take a walk. You can work out outside. You can just find a chair to sit in in your backyard and just breathe. Look up at the trees around you. Consider the majesty of the world that we live in with all of its horrible, scary, upsetting, dark, sickening qualities that exist in our fallen world today. There is beauty everywhere if we just 
can get into the mindset to appreciate it and to see it. So something that helps me in the moment, turning off the Kardashians, putting my phone away and going outside. I know it's the last thing you want to do, but give it a try. It really, really has helped reset me on those tough days. The second thing in these three today things I want you to do, talk to someone you care about. Talk to someone, talk to anyone. Talk to anyone in your inner circle. Call your sister, call your mom, text your husband at work, reach out to your friend, talk to someone, air out what's going on. I know it's so, at least for me, it's so hard to want to bring people into my pain because I feel like, oh, I'm bringing the drama. I don't want to be the source of, uh, I don't know, negativity or neediness. Let me tell you guys something about that. When you invite people in to witness your pain, that's an honor. And I really think that people feel that their status in your mind has been elevated when you invite them to witness your pain and see you in this low place. Like, doesn't that make you respect the person who's reaching out? Doesn't that make you see them in a different light and have empathy on them? This isn't about people feeling sorry for you. But you need to share and let it out with the right audience. I know for me, when I was realizing in my um, journey with alcohol that it just wasn't serving me anymore. And on that, on that final hangover morning, about, I don't know, 16 or 17 months ago, I finally emailed that coach I'd been following. I didn't really know her. I wouldn't say she was in my inner circle. But I reached out to share with someone who would witness my pain. And just the act of sharing can make you feel so much better today. I promise you. And if you don't have anyone, send me a DM. I would love to be that person for you if you need that today. It would be my honor, actually. So go outside, share with someone what's going on. And it's really not about venting aimlessly or blabbing this to the next person that you see at Carline. It's reaching out to someone who you trust, who is in your inner circle, or maybe a coach-type relationship, someone or a counselor, someone who can receive your pain. I promise it'll make you feel so much better today. The third thing I want you to do today is a powerful one. And I know you're going to have some resistance to this idea at first of doing it how I'm going to ask you to do it. But I want you to hang on for this story. The third thing I want you to do today, write down everything that's going right in your life. You know, I was sharing with a friend who's been through this thing that I'm going through. I was sharing with her some of my pain about a month ago. And she looked me in the eye and said, you have to realize you have so much blessing in your life still. 
And it made me cry because I thought, wow, this person who knows what I'm going through has the perspective to encourage me to look at all that is going right in my life, all the blessing that is in my life. So while you may be trapped on this life raft in the middle of the ocean, and every morning when you wake up may feel overwhelming and hopeless, I want to challenge you today to think about, and not just think about, but write down and catalog what is going right? What blessings are in your life? She told me that about a month ago and it brought me to tears because it's true. It's so easy to think that our storm in the ocean and our life raft is the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of the world. And no one understands what I'm experiencing, but you know what? Everyone has a storm of some sort at some point in their lives. Everyone. So what I did a few days ago was I got out my journal and I found an empty page and I just started writing down the blessings of my life. Even though I have this really ugly and tough situation in front of me right now that is not going to be solved this week or this month. It's going to be a journey. But you know what? I still found lots of things that I could write down on that paper through my tears about this one awful part of my life right now. I was able to see so much good, so much good. And I know it sounds a little trite. Wow, thanks. Let me write down the blessings in my life right now. You have no idea what I'm experiencing This is not going to solve anything. You're right, it's not. But what if it could just give you that little ounce of hope that you need to keep going today? That's all I'm sharing right now. I'm not sharing how to fix your issue. I can't even fix my own issue. But I can offer a few ways for you to try to find hope in the midst of this rough season. Write down your blessings. So today, put your phone down and go outside. Talk to a loved one or a coach. Let someone witness your pain. Share. And third thing today that I want you to try is write down what's going right. Write down your blessings. I have four more things that you can do whenever. I wanted to share the first three because I know how acute things can feel in the moment. And those are my three go-tos. So what about whenever things that you can just keep thinking about? Maybe as you just keep listening to this episode. A few whenever things that have helped me find hope in my dark season are what I'm going to share now. The first thing that really helps me sort of navigate this dark storm in my life is simply controlling what I can. Controlling what I can. So for me, what I can control is my attitude. I can control what time I get up in the morning. Whether I spend time, for me, in the Word, in the Bible, that's important for me. 
I can control getting up early enough to do that. I can control whether I eat well. For me, nutrition really impacts my mental state. And that's a big part of the reason I try to eat clean. It's so that my mental state is high. My mental game is high. So control what you can. Can you control what time you wake up tomorrow to get ahead of these thoughts and feelings? Maybe deal with some of it before the kids wake up. Can you control what you're eating today and feeding your body things that are going to propel um, a positive, hopeful mindset instead of bringing you down and sort of like draining your motivation? Can you control where your mind goes during the day? This is taking it a step further, and I'll get into more of this as I go through this episode. Can you control what thoughts get the spotlight? I'm not saying we can stop every bad thought from coming into our mind. Trust me, I've tried. But can we control which thoughts get play and which ones get dismissed? I love that. I'm going to get to that um, in a few minutes here. Really, controlling what you can in your day is very similar to something that I teach with my private one-on-one coaching clients. It's all about getting back to what I call your happiness formula. Ideally, we come up with our happiness formula when things are good. When things are good, I sit down, we talk. We talk about the things that you can do today, right now, that are habits and patterns in your life that you were doing when things were great, Habits and patterns in your life that you were doing when you were on fire. That season of life that you remember when things were just flowing. We go back and pluck different lifestyle choices and habits out of that time. And then we build on those. This is all about uncovering the joy that is in your life. That spark that you may have lost touch with. It's all wrapped up in the happiness formula. And I've absolutely called on my happiness formula during this dark time in my life. And it's all about controlling what I can in my lifestyle and in my patterns and in my habits. Eating well, getting good sleep, waking up early so that I can have my time with the Lord, working out, and learning to guide my inner thoughts toward joy and away from hopelessness, which is hard which is hard, and I'll get into all that next. The second whenever thing that I want you to try when you're going through a dark season, aren't you just tired of inventorying and describing the problem in your own brain? Like, oh, that's another sign that things are going, oh, there's a sign of this season. Yep, I'm tired of it. And I finally decided a few days ago, what if instead of inventorying the problem, I inventory the blessing. So picture yourself, you're in a warehouse. And on one side of the warehouse is your big fat problem. Whatever your thing is, whatever that's causing this horrible, horrible, dark season in your life that's filled with hopelessness and anxiety and sadness and pain. That's all on one side of the warehouse. On the other side is all the beauty in your life. All the blessing that we just talked about inventorying. And picture yourself with a clipboard. And you know, when you have to inventory things, you have to, you know, I don't know what, you got to make sure, you got to double check, you got to look, you got to see what's there, what's not. What if instead of cataloging 
all the negatives that we know exist on the stormy side of the warehouse, what if you took your clipboard and just went the other direction? Doesn't mean that that stuff isn't there on the other side of the warehouse, the bad stuff, the yucky stuff, the stuff that you can't control right now and you're just sort of weathering this rough time. It's still there. Just take your clipboard to the other side of the warehouse. There's so much good over on the other side. So here's an example of how that plays out, okay? Let's say that your big issue is with a friend, okay? Your big issue is there's been some sort of betrayal or loss of trust, loss of loyalty, and all you wake up doing every day is sort of justifying the place of pain that you're in. You're inventorying and cataloging, she did this, she did that, I got left out here, I feel unwanted, I can't believe she did this. Oh my gosh, I'm so sad today. It's because of this dark time. You're just, you're writing down, you're inventorying, you're giving play to the crap. Totally understandable. I've done it myself for literally nine months now. I've inventoried the problem. I've been playing it over and over in my head. Here's what's going wrong. Here's what's going wrong. And it makes sense in a way, right? Because if there's a problem you're trying to fix, you're going to be noticing when the problem pops up. Oh, there it is again. That's why we need to fix it. This needs repair. So in, in, in the process of trying to sort of in some way solve the problem and point out every time things are going wrong in my own head or to others, I'm just giving the problem so much play. So here's how that plays out with the friend analogy. What if instead of going over everything that's going wrong, what if you decided every day to wake up and just inventory what you love about her? What a crazy concept, but that's what we're called to do. In my belief system, I'm a Christian. I believe the Bible. We're called to find the good. So here's another analogy. Let's say there's a big nasty situation with you and your husband, okay? Over and over for months and months, all you do is inventory the problem. See, he did this again. Oh, this is another sign of what's wrong. This is what we need to fix. There's this again. And it's just going over and over in your head, kind of like a record, just going around and around. Same song, same song. What if instead of going over and over everything that he's not doing and every way that he's messing up and every way that you're not gelling right now and every way that you're not happy right now and you're not getting the kind of love that you need, what if you made a pledge to yourself to instead give play to what he does right? Because I'm willing to bet there's probably actually a lot going right in this big fat problem situation. So instead of giving all the play to all the bad stuff he's doing, what if you just started giving play to all the great stuff that he's doing? You know, you got to think about, you know, how you're explaining the situation to one of your confidants. I'm willing to bet that if there's a big fat problem happening in your life, you're probably just talking about the problem a lot. But it's not really a fair representation of, um, let's say in the case of the husband, if it's an issue with your husband, he probably has a lot of amazing qualities, but they're getting no play in your conversation with your confidant because you're trying to fix, diagnose, treat, repair this issue. Nothing wrong with any of that. I've been there myself. But I've decided 
to instead of inventory the problem, which is exhausting and honestly sad and depressing, what if I just inventory the good? I'm going to tell you what it's done for me in the last few days. It's made me feel more hopeful. It's made me feel that I am actually looking at this from a truer perspective that's not just based on my feelings in the moment. It's actually based on the truth that this thing that's happening does have a lot of positives that I can draw out. And frankly, it's just a happier way to live. I'm so much happier thinking about the good things that are coming out of this bad situation or the good things that are in the person in this negative situation in my life. It's so much more life-giving to think about the good things about that person than cataloging all the crap. I don't want to think about the rain clouds all day. I want to live in the sunshine. So inventory the blessing instead of inventorying the problem. The third whenever thing to really keep in mind, and this, is, this, this one might hurt. I've had to come to this realization myself in the last few months. It's on me to manufacture joy and hope. It's on me to seek out the thoughts in my life that align with the type of purpose that I want to have as I go through even a dark time. What I've learned is if I just let my thoughts happen to me and I am a victim of my own thoughts, it's going to go bad. It's going to go depressing. It's going to go anxious. It's going to go sad. It's going to go bad. And I've been there a lot. So I've realized it's on me to hold certain thoughts captive. Again, going back to this idea of what gets the spotlight. It's not that there aren't a lot of hopeless things happening in your life. You can't change that, nor can I. But can you change the amount of spotlight and time that you're giving these hopeless thoughts? I use the word manufacture very intentionally. The hope and joy and faith isn't fake, but it might be on you to build it. It might be on you to manufacture a little bit of faith and hope. And the only way I've found to do that is a lot of prayer, a lot of Jesus, and holding the negative thoughts captive while giving the positive thoughts the spotlight. It's tough. It's horrible. If you're in the midst of a really low time, I know it can seem impossible. But maybe as you're still in this dark time, but you're coming up just a little bit, maybe having a good day, maybe you can try this one. Manufacture some joy and hope. It's real joy and hope. It's not fake. But it's on you to guide your thoughts to the faithful, purposeful, and joyful possibilities, even in the midst of this horrible thing that you're experiencing and this awful season that you're just waiting to end. The last thing I want to share is a whenever thing that I want you to think about whenever you can. It goes back to this word faith. Have the faith 
that history will repeat itself. And I know you're saying, what do you mean? No, this is, I don't want anything to repeat itself. I don't want, I want this gone. I don't want to have this situation anymore ever in my life. I want to say goodbye. I'm done. Here's what I'm talking about. I was talking to my sister about my thing a few days ago. And I was telling her how it feels hopeless. I was telling her how I'm just so tired and I'm just so sad and and I'm just in pain. I'm in a lot of pain. And it's, I just said, this just feels so hopeless. And she had the best response. She said, God had you quit drinking. Isn't that a miracle? Like, isn't he capable of miracles? When you say the word miracle, you think of like, you know, Maybe some Bible story or something that seems very far removed from your life today as a woman in the world just trying to do her best and navigate this tough time. But can you think of a time when, if you believe in God, that he just did something that was so unthinkable? Or maybe a time in your life that just things worked out in a way that was supernatural, wow, I guess it is a miracle. I've said it before. It's a miracle that someone who loves to drink as much as me doesn't now. Like that really is a miracle. And I don't want to make this about my whole alcohol-free journey. If you're interested in learning more about that, I have other episodes about it. But the point is something happened in my life that was just totally irrational and supernatural and unthinkable. If you love drinking as much as me, you know how impossible it would ever be to live a life that doesn't have alcohol in it and that you don't need alcohol to have fun. If my sister said, if you would have told you, if I would have told you two years ago that you wouldn't be drinking anymore and you'd be okay with it, wouldn't you think that that was the most ridiculous thought ever? That that would require a miracle? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Is there any history in your life that you can call on right now? Maybe a way that God has provided for you. Or if you don't believe in God, maybe a time that things just happened in a way that was inexplicable. Can you harness a memory of that? And show up with a faith that history might be able to repeat itself. And that a miraculous repair, a miraculous recovery, a miraculous rebound from whatever this thing is in your life could happen. If that's not hopeful, I don't know what is. Look at everything that God has done in your life. Look at every way that your life has been blessed. Why wouldn't it happen again? I'm so glad we got to do this today. Listen, everybody knows word of mouth is the best advertising. So if you liked what you heard, follow, share, leave a review. And there's so much more where that came from. Go to shejustglows.com to read words of encouragement and inspiration that you just might need today. 
There you'll also learn about my work as a life coach and how we can work together. My publications have been viewed more than 4 million times by moms around the world. We have such an amazing community. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and well, that's all I got right now. I've decided I'm too old for TikTok. Remember, you've got this. You are enough. I'll see you next time. And until then, you glow girl.